Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. I'm really excited because today you're going to listen to an interview I did with Adrienne Wilkinson. Adrienne is a wonderfully talented actress. She's been involved in the big three, Xena, Star Trek, and Star Wars. She's also really involved in charity work, and she's very, very creative. This show was recorded earlier, so please don't call in. Here's Adrian. Hi, Adrian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sherry. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you. I love talking to you, and you're such an inspiration. Uh, you, you do so much, uh, not just as an actress, but, you know, your charity work and all kinds of, in your in your um the the lovely notes you put up on on writing I love the delicious writing treats it's one of my favorite things you post <laughs> oh thank you that's so sweet of you to say I really appreciate it because you put like some of my favorite authors like F Scott Fitzgerald and stuff like that are you a big reader we never talked about oh, that oh completely. Oh, I, I'm a voracious reader. I, uh, since I was a child, I mean, I get it from my mom and my grandma and my siblings are the same way. I mean, we just read constantly. And yeah, there's nothing better than delicious writing and a fantastic author who just, who knows exactly how to put things into, you know, a way that is fresh for your mind and that sparks your, your thoughts just to see something in a different way or that just, you know, it brings a smile to your face because it's so charming or, you know, just people that can capture a moment. I mean, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, whether it's poetry, I just, I really appreciate people who are able to uh, express for us the things that we're desperately trying to find the words for. I agree. I love, I'm, my father was a voracious reader. He read more books in his lifetime than I ever hoped to read. So he gave that mm-hmm. book my was a reader too, but nobody matched my dad. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow. the man could get books like some people uh, change socks. I mean, he was just amazing. So I'm I'm a voracious reader too, but I just think it's really interesting that some people think uh, reading is a chore, and I never understood that. To me, it is the great adventure, the things you can never do in real life. Uh, escape to another time or ancient China or ancient Egypt and, you know, or uh, go into a place that didn't even exist, totally the author's imagination. To me, there's nothing like that. Even because it's your imagination. Films can't match it. (sighs) Oh, I think that's true. I think a lot of people that don't get into reading either – struggled with it initially so it feels like a chore to them which I certainly understand or they just weren't introduced initially to work that rang true to them or that you know they unfortunately uh, didn't have access to or uh, easy access to the library or something where they could find what actually was something that spurred their own imagination I think I think the more you read the more excited you are to be exploring different worlds, but I think most people, the initial experience that they have 
has to be something that absolutely calls to them, something that uh, they're passionate about or that, you know, is a subject that just makes them excited in some way. And I think if you lose that, you unfortunately see reading from a distance almost. Like if you don't have that initial passion, it uh, it can be a, a bit more of a chore, which is sad. But But I think it is something that's perfect for everyone because it is very similar to film and TV. And you're right. It's about your own imagination, but it's still about storytelling. And the, I mean, I think there's virtually nothing that is more important to humans than storytelling. We, you know, we tell ourselves stories at every moment of every day and tell each other stories. And, and, you know, even when we dream, that's telling ourselves stories. And I, I just think it's a way that humans communicate and, and, uh, for those who have given up on it or just feel like it is a chore, I think it's worth asking for recommendations and giving it another shot because it can be so fulfilling and calming. And it also just triggers a different part of your brain. So, you know, holding a book, and it certainly can also be, you know, an e-reader of some sort, but just reading those words off of the page and letting your mind create your own version, your own vision of, of what the author is saying. I think there's, I just think it's an extraordinary gift. So, so yeah. Yay. Three cheers for reading. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. Totally. It's just funny because uh, dreams are very important to me. That's part, that's been an inspiration to characters, storylines, uh, poetry, all kinds of stuff for me. It's so important to, Listen to your own imagination, your own your because your dreams are you're working something out. Whatever it might be, good or bad, you're working something out. To use that creatively, and I know that artists do that. Whatever kind of artist you are, um, it's so important for everybody to listen to your dreams because it, it'll help you. It actually is healing. Well, it's certainly, I mean, it's funny. Everybody can interpret them differently and you can believe in dream books or something. But I think it's important for all of us to take a moment and sort of review what we just went through because you will know what your dreams are trying to tell you more than anybody else will, more than a book, et cetera, and so forth. And it can reveal things to us. It can reveal a different side of a problem that you're working through or emotions that you are having. And I just, I think it's a gift for us. I think it's a lot of problem solving happens in our dreams when we aren't quite mm-hmm. sure what to do with something in our waking life. We are, our brains continue that process in some form or another. And I mean, there's also scientists who say, you know, sometimes it's just about shutting down and rebooting, but it's also about the different dream cycles that you're in. But either way, everybody, whether you remember your dreams or not, everybody dreams. And it used oh, yeah. to be that they thought you only dreamt in your REM cycle, but now they understand that you dream essentially as soon as you close your eyes and, and until the moment you wake up. It's just it's different levels of consciousness that you're able to access. So you really only remember your REM state dreams. But either way, I think it's important to pay attention to. It's just another way that your body is talking to you. And, and uh, you know, you need to, to be aware and, and open to those messages. Especially now, with everything that's going with the coronavirus and being locked in and and stuff like that, sure. the storytelling, dream telling, books, movies, all that stuff—that's life saving. That that's going to help us keep our sanity. It's very important. Oh, completely. 
I mean, it's it's giving you tools to be able to process emotions, and it's also giving you great distraction, and it's giving you connection when we are feeling more isolated than we've ever felt. I think it's never been more important for us to pay attention to what our bodies and our minds are needing to keep our mental health and our physical health and our spiritual health and just being able to really stay centered and balanced and not spin out because it's it's something none of us in our lifetimes have ever dealt with and and it innately has a lot of fear in it and you know virtually every decision in life every moment in life comes down to processing it through love or through fear and fear is the easy choice right now it's the you know it's it's what our lizard brain is telling all of us you know it's the 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 basic emotions that we all go through are when when the world that we know it is shifting it's terrifying for all of us and the more tools you can have at the ready to be able to help yourself just tools and resources to feel grounded to be able to be looking for solutions instead of being trapped in the problem that's what's going to get everybody through and you know that happens with everyone in everyday life but it's just never been more obvious to to see the way that people are dealing with issues as they come up and and just creating that network for yourself and that's friends and family it's using all of your online tools that you can to in a healthy way stay connected to the people that are your support system and being able to also offer support to those people and just I, I just think it's never been more important to be actively looking for solutions instead of focusing on the problem. And it's, yeah. you know, you read the news and it's terrifying. You read social media and so much of it is terrifying. But I've also heard extraordinary stories of amazing conversations that are happening right now and people reaching out to each other and connecting in ways that we simply would not have if it hadn't been for this circumstance. And You know, there's a lot of beauty that can be found in any situation, and we certainly need to be focused on that right now so that we do not find ourselves in overwhelm and just collapse. So, yeah, whatever resources it can be, I'm a a huge proponent of really uh, figuring out what serves you best, whether that's, you know, making a beautiful pot of soup, whether that's taking a bath, whether that is uh, reaching out to your best friends and, you know, finding a a weekly, a weekly group chat that you can be part of, whether it's reinvesting in daily meditation, uh, whether it's letting yourself cry it whenever you need to just to let that emotion go. Because right now it's, you know, there's there's no denying that it's a, a really scary time if only because of all of the unknowns. So, so, yeah, treat each other and yourselves as kindly as possible and, you know, we've, I, I think it's also never been more clear how we are, all of us, connected. I mean, the whole point of isolation is to, you know, stop the spread because just in our daily lives, even if you're not speaking to someone, just the way that the virus transfers is showing exactly how connected we are. And, you know, it's finding new ways to be connected that keep us safe and sane and get us to the other side and hopefully when we get to the other side we will have grown in some extraordinary ways and it's such a funny time I think it's it's instantaneously realigning so many of our priorities I mean we're remembering exactly how we want to be spending our time we are more grateful for our jobs we are understanding our communities in ways that 
we maybe have never understood before or investing them in, in them in ways that we've never had a reason to before and just understanding that we have to lean on each other and we have to protect each other and and it will be I think kind of amazing once we reach the other side to see the ways that we've prioritized and and uh, the lessons that we've learned and and you know just the way that we see each other and treat each other and and hopefully that is a beautiful process because hopefully we are focusing on love and solutions instead of the fear and terror and well <laughs> enough of that. I, I understand um, what you're saying and I agree. Not, it's just it's very weird because they said I read this really interesting article. I think it was in the Times, LA Times, and it said that we haven't been as a world as um connected by something since World War II. Absolutely. That the entire world is connected to this virus like we were all connected to, oh, well, not we because we weren't around, but our parents and our grandparents were connected during World War II. But we have the ability that they did. They were all separated in their homes, in tunnels, in hiding, uh, wherever they were hiding. We have the ability to talk to each other, not by phone, but by Skype, by all these other types of things. We are lucky. And if we need to acknowledge it, appreciate it, and actually make the effort. I just, I just think there's never been a time to be connected more than there is now. Just to really be reaching out because it's uh, for every one of us, all of our normal touchstones have been disappearing. So the the minor ways in which we normally connect are gone. I mean, you know, your local coffee shop, your workout class your your coworkers, all of these things that maybe weren't deep conversations, but they were touchstones every day. And now that those have momentarily disappeared, and hopefully that won't last too long, hopefully we will all behave appropriately and get this under control quickly. But all of those touchstones that make our lives feel normal and human are suddenly vanishing. And it's very easy to really get lost in the loneliness and the isolation. And, you know, you've for those of us who aren't right next door to our families, you've never felt further away from them. And, you know, with your, with the networks that you have, I mean, we're just having deeper conversations and talking about potentially life-changing things. And these are, it's just, it's a very different, it's just something we've never been through. So I think it's both scary and enlightening and, again, it would just be interesting to me to see how we make it on the other side and how our priorities shift and, you know, just the the ways that we are in touch with our communities and really invested in our communities in a new way because we simply have to be. I mean, we're understanding now at a deeper level that whether we wanted to acknowledge it or not, we are connected in so many ways that keep our communities safe and healthy and thriving and we all have to spin that in the way that's going to lead us to our best selves once we're past this and just to be able to rebuild in any way. So, you know, here's to here's to the other side being an extraordinary push forward in our understanding of how we treat each other, how we interact, how we 
support and protect our communities. Yep. I mean, it's. We, I don't think it could be ex- demonstrated to us any more clearly that this is one planet, one species, and we're all part of each other. Pretty easy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a <I>, boom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, two uh, more entertaining things. What's been happening? I know you've been busy, um, especially since it's been a while since we chatted. Um, what is your latest project? What are the projects that are available? What are the projects that after this is all over will be available? What's going on? Oh, thank you for asking. It feels super weird to talk about stuff like that in this environment. But it also, uh, as as we're chatting about, there's also a... Well, I think that they do, but more than that, I just think that these are now resources that, like we were chatting about, can now be used at home to just keep us sane. You know, I think, you know, entertaining and storytelling actually is incredibly important just so we have a means of escape. Uh, and I do have some things that are happening. Uh, the first that I can talk about is I had a movie that came out just a couple of days ago called Burning Dog. It's available on every streaming platform. If you go to burningdogfilm.com, it will tell you everything about the movie. It shows all of the various ways that you can stream it, so you can choose whatever is best for you, whatever your favorites are. It also shows the cast and the trailers and shows you what the movie's about. And it's fun. It's absolute escapism. It's a independent action comedy. It stars Greg Grunberg and Salvatore Yerb, and they are uh, <laughs> uh, this sort of sets the tone. They play characters named Smythe and Wesson. <laughs> and uh, uh, it just crazy mix of first person, which is rarity in films. First person means that the camera is the main star of the movie. So all of the characters, we all talk to the camera as the the main character of the film. And uh, the perspective of the camera is the perspective of that ca- of that character who is on this insane, crazy adventure slash dramatic unfolding in his life. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I hope you'll check it out because it's fun. It's uh, absolute escapism. My character's name is Julie. I play Greg Grunberg's girlfriend. And uh, I'm also, uh, I have this very strange job, which I'm not going to get into now, but you see me in multiple ridiculous costumes throughout the movie because of what my job is. And it's also kind of a heist flick. It's uh, everybody is in search of this valuable item and, uh, you know, hijinks ensue. So it's a fun one. It's uh, on all your favorite platforms, and it's you know I think it's 92 minutes where you can think about something else. <laughs> so that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, it sounds uh, great. Sounds like fun. Oh, thank you. It, you know I what? It was that. incredibly fun and super weird to make because the cinematographer was kind of acting as the character. I mean, focused on camera, of course, and we had a separate actor who would be in front of the camera for the moments when you needed to see the character's hands and things like that. But it was really amazing filmmaking. I mean, you know, there were moments when the the director of photography, the cinematographer, when he was in on rollerblades because it was that sort of a chase scene or, you know, just things like that where they really had to come up with some creative filmmaking to, to make the 
the concept come off. So it's it's pretty fun. Uh, for fans of your show, they probably know all about Suspense, the radio drama that I'm part of. And uh, I know that John Alcidek, who's the main writer, producer, uh, director of the series, he's been on your show several times. But I just wanted to bring Suspense up again because we are constantly making new episodes. I think we've made something like 160 episodes at this point, but we have about 100 of them up on iTunes. They're totally for free. Our cast is amazing. It is dozens. We probably honestly have more than 100 actors who participated at this point. And it's, you know, your favorite from film and television and animation and other voiceover work. And they're just, they're fun. They're similar in tone to The Twilight Zone. It's an um, anthology series, which means it's not, you can jump in at any point. You don't have to start at the beginning to know the storyline. Basically, every episode is self-contained. We have one set of episodes featuring Kitty Divine, which is a character I play, it is the only recurring character we have, a set of characters in the series, the only recurring, recurring storyline. And, I mean, I, these would be my favorite episodes, even if I wasn't involved. I just think they're so fun. <laughs> Kitty Divine is a bur- burlesque dancer by night, cat burglar by later that same night. <laughs> so, so she's a world-famous cat burglar, and they're just super fun. They have a, a great tone, and it's, you know, a, a mix of, fighting crime and sort of those His Girl Friday movies from back in the day. They just have a really, really zippy dialogue, and they're just a lot of fun. And, again, all of it's free. So if you did just you Google. Oh, I was going to say, did you, Go ahead. Movie, did you ever see this movie with Barbara Stanwyck called Lady of Burlesque, Ladies of Burlesque? Oh, of course. Reminds me of Florida yeah. a little bit because they were all. That was Absolutely. actually written in Gypsy Rose Lee. Oh, beautiful. It definitely has that uh, that sort of tone and affect to it. And you can just Google uh, suspense radio drama and you can they will come up or you can put the same thing in on uh, iTunes and they'll pop right up. And I will say that we are a revival of the original the original radio show that aired from the 40s to the 60s. And I would say about a quarter of our episodes, we have redone original suspense episodes to update them for our times. And uh, about 75% of them are originals that have been created. But, yeah, you can find uh, the original suspense as well is also available on iTunes. But you can find us. We have a a black and blue logo, and and it's just quite fun. So I hope everybody will check that out. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, that was one of my father's favorite shows, Suspense. He used to tell us about it. So I was so excited when John and you were telling us about that. It's so cool. And and I listened to several episodes, and you've got to check them out. They're really amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sherry. Well, they're super fun. I mean, at this point, I have no idea how many I've done at this point, but probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 or something. But we just have an exquisite, extraordinary cast. There's so talented and and you know as a side note all of us do this for free it's just a fun project that the writing is so yummy we just all think it's worth our time and we record them quite quickly and and uh yeah so now they're available for you (laughs) Uh, i think it's also just because of the times we're in i think it's worth noting uh the web series that i created several years ago called from the mouths of babes also known as from the mob also free. You can find it on YouTube. We have three full seasons. 
And Mob is an impromptu interview show. Everybody is asked three questions, the same three questions. It's all positive, feel-good content. And I have interviewed, uh, I want to say, something like 400 celebrities to be part of it. Uh, It's a very quick, easy interview. So every time I'm on set, every time I was at a personal appearance, I would conduct these interviews. And every episode is, oh, it can be anywhere, depending on the length of the answers, it's anywhere from seven to maybe 15 actors involved in each of the episodes. And it's advice that they would give, the best advice that they've ever been given, advice that they would give specifically on love, and also just focusing on, uh, I love to ask the question, what is your favorite thing about you? I think so many people, you know, you ask them, oh, what would you change about yourself? And they can list 15 things. But you ask most people, what's your favorite thing about you? And it stumps almost everyone <laughs> because oh, it's yeah. just not a way that we've let ourselves think very often. And and the answers are absolutely beautiful. I mean, it can be things as silly as, you know, oh, I, I, I love my the chip in my tooth. I think it gives me so much personality. Or it's deeper answers such as, you know, the the way that I've committed to raising my children or uh, just my the, the way that I navigate life, my, my sense of humor that allows me to, you know, stay upbeat and manage. And, you know, it, it, it can be deeper answers. It can be really quite extraordinary. And the episodes all run about from three to maybe six minutes at most. So it's easy content if you're just needing a little pick-me-up, and it's all available on YouTube. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah. So much, yeah. I love absolutely. It's one of my favorite series. I do go to it when I need a pickup, when I'm really down. But it makes me smile. <laughs> oh, Sherry, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And I think the one last thing that I would recommend entertainment-wise uh, or just sort of put a bug in people's ear about is that I do have a film coming out this year called Dreamcatcher. And, of course, you know, we don't actually know what's going to happen with uh, – scheduling and things at this point because of this chaos we're all navigating at the moment. But I expect that Dreamcatcher will be available uh, around October in theaters. It's a very sexy young cast. It's uh, a lot of uh, sort of newcomers uh, established, but uh, young people. The focus is a group of six kids, I say kids, but they're, you know, like in early to mid twenties who go to a music festival, sort of a rave and, uh, scary things, scary things happen. It's, a uh, not exactly a horror movie, but it's a thriller and it's a really sexy thriller. And it, it's one of these movies that was just utterly magical to be part of. The script was written in a week, which sounds crazy. In fact, it is crazy. But it's a fantastic script. They decided to do it, and they were in production for this movie less than two months later. We filmed it uh, January and February of last year, and it's all edited. It's ready to uh, make its way into the world, and we're just sort of waiting to see what the timing will be to get it out there. But but it's uh, if you are a person who likes that sort of thing, if you are into thrillers, it's definitely worth your time. I've I've seen the rough draft. It is just absolutely a riot. I loved it. And my character is, I love her so much. I've, I've rarely played a character that I've had so much fun with. Uh, her name is Josephine Tully, and I play the agent 
of the DJ that is headlining the Rave Festival, the EDM Music Festival. And she is just a force to be reckoned with. I mean, she is just, she was so much fun because, you know, she's not, I don't know exactly that you could call her a villain, but she certainly functions as a villain. She's entirely self-serving and entirely about her paycheck and, you know, just doesn't care at all about anything that's happening to anyone (laughs) in the movie (laughs) for the most part, which is just delightful to play. I mean, she's just, she's, you know, just, it's absolutely, to me, I mean, I don't know if everybody else will feel this way, but to me, it's absolutely hilarious to see her take on things as she, you know, sort of comments on the world as, as the the plot unfolds in this film. So that's something to keep on your radar. Again, it's called a dream catcher. And um, uh, yeah, I just, I hope that you'll check it out. (laughs) Oh, I just, that sounds really fun. Do you get to do it like an accent, like a New York accent with chew, like chewing gum and, and, and (laughs) Oh, that would have been fun. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that's, so fun. Um, I feel uh, I did not do an accent, and I wish I had. It's so funny. They rarely let you chew gum on camera because it can be incredibly distracting. You'll notice it's super rare that uh, characters do that. So unfortunately, that is not something, but I'm keeping that idea in my back pocket. I'm definitely going to use that for a character at some point. Uh, but she's just incredibly slick and, you know, like she wears a, she wears a lot of animal print because she's just, you know, not someone to be messed with. So, so that's quite fun. <laughs> oh, my imagination's going wee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. I want to see this movie because that that sounds really good. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sherry. <laughs> um, so we were talking about things to distract us what are you doing right now to are you doing any art projects are you um, working on writing um, what are you doing right now because we're all shut down so curious a couple of things I mean it, it's it was really quite honestly it was really quite jarring for my system um, I sort of walked into this year with more on my plate than any year of my life, just lots of projects that were in the works and filming and, you know, just et cetera and so forth. And all of those, of course, have disappeared, which is, it's a lot to process in a couple of different ways. And I'm not quite sure if those will be revived or I just, I just simply don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of unknowns, but I have been determined to make sure that the time is, uh, that it, I come out the other side with, you know, not just wasting my time with uh, being focused on the loss, but to really be accomplishing things. And uh, there's a few things that I'm doing. Um, first of all, every year, uh, and it varies each year, but for the last four years, it's been every year in the springtime in conjunction with the Z-Night Retreat, I do a couple of charity events. And while the Z-Night Retreat has, of course, been canceled due to circumstance, I'm continuing with the main part of the charity, which is I do a big raffle each year. I have, I find some incredible item that would simply be too expensive to purchase outright or to have, uh, to do an auction on it. The prices would just get ridiculous. So instead 
I do a raffle. It's $50 a ticket. We sell a maximum of 125 tickets. And this year, the raffle is still on. Instead of doing it live in front of a, uh, an audience at the retreat, I'm now going to be doing it over Facebook Live. The raffle will be done on August 26th. And we have lots of tickets available. Uh, I know that in this time, people have, have uh, of course, not been spending on necessity items. But I also think, as we chatted about earlier, that there's never really been a time that's more important to connect and to keep the focus on the greater good as happens within the Xena community and so many others. And uh, we have about 100, 100 tickets available at this point for $50 each. And the grand prize this year is an autographed copy of In the Tub, the special edition version. And for those who are familiar, you will know it is amazing. Uh, Copies of this book that are not autographed have gone for more than $1,000 on Amazon and eBay. This version is the special edition limited version. There were only 1,000 printed, and it's been autographed by myself, by Renee O'Connor, by Brittany Powell, by Jacqueline Kim, by Dan Furigal, by Stephen Sears, and others. We just just have this um, this beautiful book of, of uh, photography, all photographed by T.J. Scott. Uh, for, again, for those who aren't familiar, In the Tub is a museum-quality book. It is enormous. <laughs> I mean, it it's is practically huge. The, I have the one span of, of my arms. It's huge. <laughs> yes, it's just, it's truly enormous. And it's absolutely exciting exquisite quality. It is extraordinary photographs. Uh, the The theme of the book is that TJ photographed everyone in a bathtub and each artist would decide how they want to be depicted. And there are incredibly sexy photos. There are incredibly hilarious photos. There are photos that tell a story as if they were a still from a film. There are photos that just sort of drop your jaw because they are just so stunning some of them are done in private bathrooms. Some of them are done in a tub that he brought onto a soundstage. And every one of them is unique and different and beautiful. Every one of these photos could be for, uh, cut out of the book and framed if you wanted to. And, uh, yeah, it was limited edition. The original book was 100% of proceeds went to breast cancer research, uh, which was something that TJ supported specifically because it was a fight that his mother had had multiple times. And we have continued the charitable love with this book. The extraordinary, amazing thing about this particular book is that this year, 19, uh, uh, 2020, I almost said 1920, hello. <laughs> 1920. Uh, 2020. <laughs> exactly. So 2020, this is actually the third year in a row that we have uh, that we have raffled. And the reason for that is that the past winners of the past two years have extraordinarily we donated it for the cause and the cause is just families in need that are specifically dealing with uh, medical bills and we all know that in the United States that can be absolutely overwhelming Uh, even if you have insurance it can just be debilitating for a family so every year we support a new family that is dealing with medical expenses and clearly this is a year where everyone is hyper aware of that so if you have an extra $50, we would uh, love to have you participate. Uh, I will give you the, the specific uh, link, Sherry, but I can also just tell everybody that the actual link is adrianwilkinson.com slash charity dinner slash book. Uh, 
the reason for the link is the, the link in that way is because we actually do two, two events every year, the charity dinner and the raffle. Uh, so this is the second part of our charitable events. Uh, but again, adrianwilkinson.com slash charity dinner slash book. Uh, so you can find it there. We, everything goes through PayPal. There is a maximum of, of 125 tickets that will be sold. There is no limit on the number of tickets that each person can buy, and you can buy them as gifts, which happens in our community a lot. Uh, I, I see it happen every year where people buy raffle tickets for others. So if you think somebody might love this book, uh, I hope that you will participate. So uh, I, if there's any questions, you can always reach out to me on social media, and I'm happy to participate in any ways that I can. And uh, two other ways that I have been spending my time, um, people have been asking me to join Cameo forever, and I just haven't had the time available to commit to it. For those who don't know, Cameo is an app. Uh, you can also just find it a uh, website, just cameo.com. And it is a way for me to send video messages out. So in this time where we were all stuck in our houses, uh, uh, you can click online and order video messages from me. It can be for yourself. It can be birthday messages, a pick-me-up message. It can be a let's get through this quarantine together message. It can be anything <laughs> like that. And uh, they normally ask that the prices, you know, initially they had asked that my price be somewhere around $150 for these. And I have priced them at 45 to make it as affordable for everybody and just to be able to make sure that uh, it's accessible for people. So if you know anyone who is looking for or needs a little pick-me-up or if you yourself are interested or just want it to be fun, uh, you can do specific requests. So uh, if there's anything in particular for someone else or for yourself, we can, you know, just make it fun and find a way to, you know, connect and keep everybody's spirits up. And uh, in addition to that, for a longer experience, I've recently joined something called Rave VIP. Uh, I'm brand new to the service, but basically, it's a, it's essentially a one-on-one personal appearance where there can be any as many people as you want on on your side, I suppose. But it's all—it's a live video chat that is done, um, uh, of course, online. And there's different uh, different fees for different levels of time. But it's just a way to connect with me, especially because personal appearances are not happening this year. So, if for yourself or for someone that you love, if you want to uh, create an experience for them, uh, I believe it's as little as a five-minute experience or as much as an hour, and uh, we can chat about whatever you want to chat about. We can. I also, for years, have functioned as uh, on the side as a creative coach. So I have helped people birth scripts, and uh, you know, I've coached them in scenes. I have just. I have functioned a lot for both my my friend group and a wider professional group as a coach and consultant in that way. And this is another way where you can access those services. So if you have a book you've been wanting to write, a script you've been wanting to write, if you are uh, an aspiring actor who would like advice on how to get into the business or if you have specific material you're working on and would like me to guide you through it, these are also all options in addition to just chatting. So it's yet another way I've made myself available to connect with people and and uh, just to to keep 
a sense of normalcy in our lives and to you know, also create some magical experiences. I mean, one of the most important things, and this might sound a little silly, but, but truly one of the most important things to me in my experience on, in life on earth is watching, witnessing, helping people's dreams become reality. I love nothing more than that. It just makes me giddy. So if there's any way I can be of service in that way, I have always gravitated towards that, and I absolutely love it. So if there's ways that you think I can be of service, you are welcome to reach out to me on Rave and, or even on social media prior to that if you would just like to, to uh, figure out if this would be an avenue that would work for you. I'm certainly open to that. And I just want to use this time to make sure we get through it, not only with social connections, but using that time to access those dreams that we've all had and maybe haven't had the time to focus on up until now. And now that we, you know, the one resource that we seemingly all have right now is suddenly an abundance of unexpected time. And if we can fill that in ways that feed our soul and our spirit, I just think it will help us get to the other side being completely healthy and raring and ready to go. And how amazing if you also have a creative project that you have completed in that time. So yeah, that's a, a bit about what's going on with me right now. You, you're doing a lot, and it's all good, and you should be really proud of yourself. You're an amazing woman. Congratulations. Sherry, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Ah. <laughs> really, it's very positive and, and, and for people, and I love it. Beautiful. Oh, thank you, honey. Well, I mean... I, I certainly appreciate that, and I fully believe in focusing on the positive and the solution all the time. I mean, that's a life motto for me. I mean, my personal motto is head up, heart open, just constantly looking at what's working, where it's working, and and uh, it, trying to be of service where we can. And I just, right now, it's just, it's forefront in our minds. And I think it's, you know, it's a time where, when people get scared, it's very easy to shut down and miss the opportunities that are in front of you. And certainly that includes myself, absolutely. And I, I think if you really force yourself to look with a different perspective and just say, in this moment, what can I do in this moment? How can I not only help myself, but have a helping hand to help others? I just Oof, I think it makes all the difference when we're focused only on ourselves and when we're focused only on problems. So it's selfishly, this is helping me as much as it helps everybody else because it, it gives me connection and it gives me a way to uh, be creatively of service. So, so uh, yeah, three cheers for the entire cycle of it. Well, I, I think it's great. Um, to, so people can connect with you. Uh, could you give your social media handles for the different types of social media so somebody, if they need to either connect with you for one of your projects or just say hi, um, it would be helpful. Sure. <laughs> I would love that, absolutely. Uh, on Facebook, if you just type in Adrian Wilkinson, I have two separate pages. I have a specific fan page and I have my personal page, although the content on both of them is I, I post all of my content on both. Uh, but you can reach out to me on either of those pages, and I will get back to you. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at yo underscore Adrian W. Uh, 
so thank you, Adrienne, and you can find me. And uh, I accept messages on both of those platforms as well. So, uh, so there's lots of ways to, to find me. And, of course, my main website is adrianwilkinson.com, where you can find all kinds of goodies, uh, wonderful goodies, hilarious goodies, probably some embarrassing goodies from the past as well, because we try to archive as much as we can. <laughs> but if you're bored, it's a nice place to go and sort of look at the the previous work and um, for fans of anything specific, I, I truly do try to archive a lot of fun stuff. So I have lots of stills from Xena and Star Wars and Star Trek and virtually every um, uh, media appearance that I've done, you'll be able to find something on it. So, so yeah, you, just, uh, you, can, you can glimpse some really bad hairstyles, <laughs> some, some choices. <laughs> Um, when you created Yo Adrian, the first thing I thought of was Rocky. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, well, that's exactly it. Uh, it's because I embraced it. Because since the moment I came into this world, at least once a day, someone says Yo Adrian when they hear when they see me run into me. It truly is a constant. And I mean, it it honestly, if I'm actually out of the house, out in the world, it's rare that a girl that a day goes by without someone saying Yo Adrian to me. And that could be annoying or frustrating, but I fully embraced that years ago. So, so yeah, I, uh, I embrace it fully. And uh, I will say as a side note, I have never met uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and that is on my bucket list is to have Sylvester Stallone say to me, Yo, Adrian. Yeah, just for a know, minute, that's important. a second of Yo, Adrian, from him directly to you, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> oh, just once. Just once. And ideally, it would be organic. Ideally, I would meet him one day, and he would just bust that out because it's hilarious. But, you know, we shall see. <laughs> Knock wood. Um, well, we've come to the end. I want to thank you for um, taking to the time to coming on my show. I, I always love chatting with you. You're such a fascinating lady. Oh, Sherry, I always have such a great time with you, too. Thanks again for having me on and for letting me share my stuff. I appreciate it. Oh, I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> thank you. Um, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. <laughs> 